Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, Browns backers, it's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, or at Believe Podcast. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. Tony, before we get into our plug, before any of it, the Browns are in the playoffs. So, with the NFL and college football playoffs here, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So, if you're thinking about picking the Browns to win the Super Bowl, you need to go to betonline.ag. Tony, with a 3-0 this weekend for me, I finish at 30 and 18 on the season. You finished 26 and 22. So anybody who was following us through the season, winner, winner, chicken dinner. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. 
and there's always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today, take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses, get your Browns picks in. Again, betonline.ag, sign up today, get a super sign-up bonus, BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, the Browns are in the playoffs. The Browns are in the playoffs. The Browns are in the playoffs. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. No. Um. It, you know, and it's uh, no. It's yes. There's no no in there. No, There's yeah. no yes. No. There's a yes. It, and it's it's good to see because I I think no matter and we'll get into obviously uh, where where we think uh, we're gonna land here. Um, regardless of whether we win a game, lose a game, win it all, lose it all, whatever. I think the big thing moving forward is it's just a, a monkey that will be off this team's back. Something that um, it will no longer be a talking point moving forward, which for uh, an organization that's trying to create a winning culture, um, the best way to do that is to eliminate, you know, eliminate any kind of doubt that you are a winning franchise and that you belong, you know, kind of in that I wouldn't say elite group. I mean, I don't know if it's an elite group. The the the, the teams that make the playoffs, you know, hey, but, but you, know, it's... you made you're a team that made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, hey, bottom line, they haven't been able to say that for uh, yeah, a yeah. long time. So well, we could say it. It just would have been a lie. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no. So you know, it's good. And, and for the fans, I think um, you know it's been fun. I think that, that you know leaving the game on Sunday. Probably my my favorite moment of the day Sunday, other than you know when when that that two point conversion failed, starting to have heart palpitations uh, going into that. But my favorite part of that whole day was going to the car about an hour and a half after the last play, and all the cars were still in the parking. Now obviously it wasn't a packed house, but seeing the you know the twelve thousand that were there. People out in the parking lot, a honking horn, still high-fiving, still hugging, having a couple extra sodas before they got in their car and endangered Launching the lives of a super spreader event. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but that was fun to see because I don't know how many Sundays, a countless number of Sundays I left there, and that was always my thought, especially when I was a full-time employee. Um, it was always my thought and always saddened me a little bit was that, man, we just, we just ruined these people's weeks, uh, you know, before the week even started. And, uh, so to see us sending people home happy, um, you love to see that because, you know, our fans have invested, um, a lot of, of energy in this team. And, uh, you know, it's the one thing I had said, uh, you know, about midway through the third quarter is I, I wish our team, was exuding the energy that our fans were because I feel like at certain points during the game, I felt like we kind of backed off a little bit, but you know, Hey, what we're in, anything can happen now. I, I love the uh, term that's being bandied about that. We're playing with house money. Uh, I think we are, we're kind of playing with house money right now. So let's see where this goes. I mean, let's have fun with it. Um, and if it ends this week, it ends this week, but uh, you know, we have an extra week this year, which is, something we have not had in a while so yeah and, and so what did you think of the game on Sunday I mean to me it was a win uh a little sloppy shall we say and and against a less than fully stacked Pittsburgh roster so not the team that you're gonna see this coming Sunday from Pittsburgh Browns squeak out the win at home what did you think of the performance of the players the coaching staff 
let's talk first about the game, and then we'll reflect on the season a little bit. Well, it, you know, with the game, it, it's tough. For, I, I mean, I can comment on what I thought I saw, um, but, I, you know, I guess I would like to ask Stefanski personally, like, why certain decisions were made. I mean, were they made because you thought maybe you'd be seeing Pittsburgh again and you wanted to, you know, maybe keep some stuff close to the vest that you're going to use this week? I don't know. But the, the thing that did bother me a little bit was how pedal to the metal we were on that first drive. And then all of a sudden it just seemed like, hey, we're up 7 nothing. We got this thing in the bag. And we and, and I and I guess that's something that's learned, too. That'll be something, hopefully, that's learned by Stefanski and the team. I, w- I would have seen a game like this where either we win or we go home that once you had that first drive, you would have hoped that that would have energized the defense and, hey, let's get the ball back and let's drive it down their throat again and let's just get – and we talked about it last week. Let's get this to the point where we are so far ahead – that you know we can kind of, kind of relax a little bit and rest our players and um, you know maybe a guy like Vernon's not in there uh, you know rotated in he's able to rotate out I, I mean those are the things where hey when when you're hot like stay on it there's there was no reason to cool off or change what we were doing so be interested to hear why that happened that was one of the things that frustrated not only myself but I know there were a lot of people in the press box because you know as much as the media is supposed to be um, you know neutral. So one thing I've noticed this year is people do not have a problem voicing <laughs> their their love for the team. And there were a lot of people questioning why we weren't running Chubb more um, end of the first quarter, into the second quarter, and throughout the game. I, I mean, he, he was clearly ready to play. Like, he came ready to play. Yeah, and I, I think one of the scary things going into this Sunday is the fact that Mason Rudolph just threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I, I, I if, if, if you're going to allow Mason Rudolph to do that when, you know, Vernon was in there for no. a good chunk of everything, then it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I think Chubb going for 100 yards on 14 carries was nice. I felt like this was one of those games where we should have just kept feeding him the rock and kept feeding him the rock. And I understand there's no really great way to attack this Pittsburgh defense because they, they are the number one ranked defense in the league. But, but they, 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 but they do sometimes give up some yards. They do have a penchant for not being able to give up those points, which is key because they've only given up the, the, they've given the third least points in the league this year. So, you know, it's not that high-profile Pittsburgh defense, you know what I mean? Well, especially with Hayward and Watt not in. I mean, that's the thing, yes. When you have have those guys that are – when you have their top players that are not playing or resting, then then you should be able to attack it in a way that you normally would not be able to, in a way that we might not be able to on Sunday. And we didn't seem to do that. So I agree with you. Some of the play calling was – I don't want to say it was suspect, but it was curious. Uh, as to what it was, you know, yeah, Baker only threw 27 times, but he wasn't really throwing effectively. And, and so, and he did get sacked four times. So you throw those in the mix and, and that's not really a great ratio because if you're looking at it, Hey, 17 completions on essentially 31 dropbacks, yeah. that's not great. And, and four of those turning into sacks. Why are we not just, it should have been, essentially the Chubb and Hunt show and and that's all it should have been and I know Hunt wasn't necessarily executing to a certain level 
but it's one of those times where I said, you know, last week I didn't think it was happening because you weren't averaging enough yards per carry. Chubb was gashing them. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and so it, yeah. it wasn't a concern this week as to, hey, if we hand it off three times, it's going to be a three and out. Yeah. It was, no, if we hand it off three times, chances are it's going to be 15 yards. Yeah. So I, I, I was a little curious on that, but I'm very happy that they got the win. The injury hurts, and the number of guys that are still going to be on the COVID list for this upcoming week, it, I mean, we don't have any backups on the offensive line to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. Lamb's out. Harris is out. Now Vernon's out on the defensive line. Um, Kevin Johnson is likely going to be out. I mean, you got Peoples-Jones, who's questionable. Is Denzel Ward or Malcolm Smith or Harrison Bryant, are any of those guys going to be back yeah. since they all tested positive? These were not close contacts. These were positive yeah. tests. Yeah. So they're going to have to – they're in a stricter quarantine and a stricter scenario than if it was just a close contact. You know, Sendejo's out. Is he going to be back? Goodson, you know, I mean, that's the thing is it yeah. would have been a challenge for a full Browns roster to go up against this Pittsburgh team fully loaded. What's it going to look like this Sunday, Tony? Well, I think you've, you've already – you said it. Maybe you didn't recognize it. The fact that we're saying we're in trouble because Sendejo might not be ready. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that in itself explains just how dire uh, this situation is. No, I, I mean, all kidding aside, and Sendejo is a good kid. Uh, it, I, shame on me for that. Um, or whatever. I'm just saying what people were thinking. But um, He's a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah, he's a professional he's athlete. He's making more money than us. We can make fun of him. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be tough this week. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, and it's one of those things where it's going to take, if we're going to win the game this week, it's going to take an all-out effort. You're going to have to have a special game. A Baker's going to have to, he's going to have to be the one who rises to the occasion. Uh, because I don't think people's, after the, the hit that he took and just, I mean, I don't know if yeah. he's going to be back or not. If he's out, then then we're 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 starting to hurt a little bit because um you, you know you're really going to be relying on two tight ends and Landry um everybody else is kind of hit or miss um but it's gonna Baker's gonna have to be on because even for those guys who aren't that don't fall in that category or the two tight ends and Landry a lot of times during the game those guys are getting open and we were still doing the underthrow overthrows that that has to stop it, um you know and another thing too that i am not getting uh, i think joel uh, w- uh was busted on a, on a couple false like where is this stuff coming that i didn't get like where is this coming <laughs> from because it wasn't like you know we had their two best defensive linemen yeah. out so where is this like skittishness coming i mean you were a pro <laughs> pro bowl offensive lineman and we're still having false start and i don't know i don't i don't know if it was a crowd noise threw him off or what but, uh, <laughs> the fact that there was crowd noise <laughs> um but yeah that we'll have to clean it up but in order for us to win this week it would have to be a perfect game played all the way across the board that's the only way we're going to win this game it have to be perfect perfectly played and perfectly called game i mean i i think you know, Kevin, it's going to be in his best interest to go back to those, you know, the offense like we used to see when we were kids watching the Final Four. You know, we got to go to a four corners offense, run the ball, keep the clock moving, and yeah. stop this nonsense where on third and one we decide we're going to do a play action pass. I, I mean, run the ball. 
there's you know get the first down. No, I, you know I've been watching Chubb all year. We talked about Chubb and how he's gashing people. The funny thing about Chubb is he basically runs that same play. <laughs> He'll take like three steps to the right. He plants that foot and then just heads back the other way. And he'll do it 10 times a game and he still gets eight. You know, it's like I was watching an old film on Lombardi the other day talking about his power sweep. You knew they were running the power sweep. It was their signature play. You knew they were going to run it, but they still couldn't stop it. And I feel like Chubb, when I watch him this year, that, I mean, it's like, come on, man. I'm in the press box seeing it. I'm sure the the guys on the field have been versed, well-versed in it all week. But he still takes those three steps, that hard plant, and then he's to the left and he is gone. And when he gets to that second level, he is gone. I mean, he's a threat to go the distance. And why he would not want to go to that more often, I do not know. Because the alternative is Baker rolling back, and there's no threat for him to go the distance (laughs) when he goes back. So, well, and and that's what they're facing though. This week is an elite level defense. Pittsburgh has the number one ranked pass defense in the league and a top five, number five rushing defense in the league. I trust Chubb more in that scenario than I trust Baker. I just have not been able to get over the fact that yes, he had a string of good games against some, shall we say less than great defenses, but he put those games together. I'm not going to knock him for that. He needs to really step up in this game, as you said, because we do not have the luxury of affording a mistake by him, a single mistake by him or anyone else in in that matter. We can't turn the ball over at all if we expect to win this game against Pittsburgh because they are going to be able to move the ball against this Browns team and against this Browns defensive backfield. I mean, if if you're Ben Roethlisberger right now and you're looking at Robert Jackson, Ronnie Harrison Jr., Cedric Redwine, and Terrence Mitchell as the defensive backfield that you're throwing against (laughs) in your wildcard playoff game, that team with those players, with him, right? So you have... Right, Roethlisberger just sitting there who's just eaten the Browns alive for his entire career. And then you're coming up with, oh, let's see, Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool because they are not going to run the ball because that rush rush offense has been horrible all season. So if you're the Browns, I don't know, what, can you – can you do four in the box? Yeah. I mean, what do you do? You, yeah. Do you just go? A, I'm going to go a three-one defense, yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, and literally just put every single defensive back that we have on the roster on the field. Well, and 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 uh, you know another thing going for him is he's not going to have to worry about Olivier Vernon, which yeah. means they can definitely double Garrett the whole entire game yeah. because there's nothing to worry about on the other side. And and um, on top of that, you're going to have Pouncey who was able to sit at home, you know, because yeah. the Steelers, not only did they not bring Pouncey Hayden, um, you know, Roethlisberger, those guys didn't just not play. They didn't even travel to Cleveland. Like they stayed home and rested and they're going to be ready to roll. And I think that's, that's going to be scary. And I think when, when I think back to how did we win the game this past Sunday, <laughs> Well, you know, we had that long run by Baker. That doesn't I don't think that happens when you have Watt coming in on him. The 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 you know, third and two and, and he rushes for three yards. 
does that happen? I mean, it may happen, but does, does that play happen if you have Hayward pre- pressing up the middle and Watt coming from the I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that happens. So, it, you know, it's going to be up to Stefanski to, to take a look at the film, imagine what that film would have looked like with those players in there, <laughs> and then and then come up with the, an offensive game plan. And, 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 and if that offensive game plan that he comes up with does not – include Nick Chubb running the ball for at least 30 times <laughs> then I don't know you know I don't know what to say I mean yeah I just I mean unless they get behind so much so early that's the only thing because yeah. yeah you can't you know if Pittsburgh goes up 14 nothing right away well then you got to start moving the ball and throwing the ball regardless of yeah. how you want to do it and, and you can't just keep punting it back to them so I could see a game scenario where they don't do that but if this game is able to be maintained in any relative yeah. realm of respectability it should just be the chubb and hunt show yeah and well and uh, i mean from your lips to god's ear hopefully we don't get down 14 nothing because if we have to throw on every down then i think we're definitely screwed because they will come all out blitz from anywhere and everywhere and i just don't think baker's he's not ready for that i don't think he can handle that um he just hasn't well, he hasn't shown that he can handle it in a pressure moment yeah. against an elite team. And hopefully he can. Yeah. But this is this is the prove-it moment oh, for yeah. him. And, and they don't even have to win the game for this to be the prove-it moment for him. He just needs to play well. Yeah. He needs to play well and then give people positive feelings moving into next season. So... We did a little bit of analysis on the game. We'll, we'll do a season recap kind of later in the uh, – after the playoffs, shall we say. Tony, what do you think is going to happen this Sunday? We have the spread. We have the over-under. We both are – seems like we know where we're leaning. It's Pittsburgh minus four and a half, so a little closer than I yeah. actually anticipated that line be you as yeah. well uh, from our pregame chat here. Over-under is 47, so up a little bit from last week. Obviously, I think because of some of the guys who are coming back from the Pittsburgh standpoint. But a little surprising as well because, you know, Pittsburgh getting some guys back on defense where the Browns might not necessarily hit that point as well that they hit this past week. So what do you have, Tony, just from a straight pick them, spread, and over-under? I will go Steelers. Um the Steelers are definitely going to cut. I mean, I, I don't see the I, I don't see the Browns. This is not going to be a game one on the last play, whether or not a two point. I mean, it, um. So I'll go Steelers. I'll go over, and I'll I think they'll cover. Um. And and I think the Steelers. And I'm not saying this jokingly. I mean, like if if we don't if we don't run the ball well. They might cover the over themselves. I, I mean, uh, you know, we'll we'll probably be responsible for ten of the points, but they'll get the rest of it themselves. I mean, you know, you talk about the, the, the it, not to kick back to where you're at, but you were talking about the game that Mason Rudolph had. I know of at least three plays where if he had just had two to three more yards on the ball, it, it would have been just automatic touchdowns. Uh, I, I mean, the, the guys had beaten our defender by three, four, five yards. Ben does not, he's not going to miss those. I mean, he's got that arm. I mean, that's his bread and butter. So if we don't, if our DBs don't 
come up with some kind of magic bean or something. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it could get ugly Force quick. Field that yeah. blocks every pass in the air past yeah. 15 yards. Because trust me, they're, they're smart enough to know that they did not play well for the last month of the season. And, and I'm not saying, um, and I was surprised. We said it last week. I was surprised that they sat Roethlisberger down because I, I would have thought they'd want to get you know more of a tune-up for the rest of the playoffs and, and just get their house in order. But this is going to be their opportunity. And trust me, when they were leaving the field on Sunday, they they definitely had, if you will, a red ass coming off that field because I think for a lot of them. They felt that even if they were bringing their quote-unquote JV squad, they felt they should have won that game. And for a lot of them, the comments that they were making coming off the field, I think they were they were they're ready. They're going to be ready for us on Sunday because I think for them, a lot of them were laughing at the fact that you know we were kind of jumping up and down like we had won the Super Bowl, and um, you know clearly we hadn't. Um, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think they're going to be ready for us, and and if uh, we don't come ready to play, it could get ugly quick, and um, we'll see what happens. I, it's as you said, it's it's going to be on Baker. Can he rise to the occasion? I mean, it's it's all on him. Yeah, I, I would agree, it, it, but it I, I'm not going to put it all on him because some of it's going to be on this defense. This defense is going to have to step up, which means and, it's all on him. Yeah, but but I mean they're going to have to keep it. Yeah somewhat respectable garrett's got to show up that that's the thing and, and, and yes because baker's gonna have to put up his points so yes i mean I, in a sense it is all on him but if if they put up 40 hey i'm not gonna put that on baker right but if they if it's if it's somehow in the 20s or low 30s then it's on baker yeah. <laughs> and, and that's sad but that's that's the way it is so that's We'll kind of wrap up this portion of the podcast, folks. This is our our Browns Believe podcast. We're going to jump on. We'll drop one a little later in this week where Tony and I are going to run through the six playoff games real quick and just give you our Vegas picks. Just who we think is going to win, what's the spread, what's the over-under, maybe a quick recap of each little game uh, just for fun, just to drop a little extra for you this week. So, unfortunately, Browns backers, uh, it looks like we're picking the Steelers. Sorry, didn't mean to disappoint, but we're here to help you win money with our picks. Um, well, with our pride, <laughs> we're hoping the Browns come in, and we're hoping they play well, and we're hoping they win, and we're more than excited. I'm more than excited that after all of these years, the Browns are back in the playoffs. They're in the hunt. And you know what? Any given Sunday, Tony, any given Sunday. Well, and it's think of it as baby steps. Even though we're picking Pittsburgh to win this game, at least – our podcast this week wasn't about who is going to be our new head coach or GM. <laughs> so, baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. There you go. We didn't we didn't have to participate in Black Monday. We were on the sidelines yeah. watching it happen, enjoying uh, other teams having to make these decisions. Yeah. So, all right, Browns backers, thanks for tuning in, and uh, stay tuned for later in the week where we make our playoff predictions. Chub check, no less than thirty carries. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.